whenever newbie goes to the gym their first priority is to look good yeah all right when they gain more experience they understand that looking good isn't everything you need to get stronger so which is why in my opinion it is important for us to practice good technique practice makes man perfect is not the right quote in my opinion perfect practice makes man perfect because i believe if you don't practice all of those lifts correctly if you just lift the weight if you just uh, do the given program won't really matter if you're not applying good technique so i believe the ranking will be recovery first nutrition second and training third because i believe anyone can do the training that is being given because it is only not even 5% of your entire day you need to spend more time you know into those time zone like 22 23 hours outside the gym and you need to control that aspect asan karshan joshi trip So I have a Naruto tattoo. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. And that's how like first time when we met, he said since you have a Naruto tattoo since you are a Naruto fan, like we're going to be friends. Like yeah. that's how it started. So uh, talking to Aniket was fun. Talking to Aniket was fun. I felt like, you know, I made a new friend. It's not very often where I've talked to a lot of people on the podcast, but very few of them uh feels like, you know, you made a friend and even offline also it continues. So right. Aniket was uh someone like that so you so your name came up twice in the conversation one aniket told your name and also shivi who was on the podcast she also recommended your your name uh so i asked shivi like if you know someone uh, around here like who's into the fitness space or who's in who's really passionate about what they're doing uh, then she said like your name i went to your profile and i saw the stuff that you post on powerlifting then i thought you know I should definitely talk to you. So uh I mean yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So here we go ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. On this episode we have Vedant Pavnekar. He is a powerlifter and a powerlifting coach who's trained over hundreds of people and uh, he has experience working with athletes, regular gym goers, proper powerlifter athletes like he has a lot of experience so Yeah that's what actually created excitement to talk to you honestly Firstly thank you for bringing me on it's been a long time since i've talked to someone like on a <laughs> podcast something so yeah it will be fun Yeah 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 really appreciated and uh, we wanted to do this podcast 2 months two back months, yeah <laughs> but <laughs> my dates weren't there yeah 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 but uh, initially when someone pushes date right it's mostly because they're not interested because like that's a very subtle way of saying you know i'm not interested uh, let's connect after 2 months but uh, you got back after 2 months and we stayed in touch so yeah thank you yeah Firstly. actually i was doing as uh, i said you earlier said to you earlier that i was in the midst of that powerlifting course that you mm-hmm. were launching so a lot of time was taken by that and the next batch is going to start soon as well which is why i believe that I had to do a lot of work prior as well so that I can make time for other stuff in this month too mm-hmm. which is why I went uh, because you know Deva so yeah. he had this he had his birthday the last week uh, last weekend which was like yesterday uh, the day before yesterday so which is why I had to travel to Pune meet him and get back actually my sister has her birthday on the same day as well which is why I had to do two uh, cities in the same day damn damn so yeah you are a busy man Uh, kind of i like to keep myself busy sometimes <laughs> because if i'm not then the mind is a very vicious thing yeah, all right yeah. it keeps you uh, it will take you on the wrong path and it will make you complacent very easily 
so if you keep yourself busy it's the best thing yeah 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 i read this quote uh, there's this uh, angel investor called naval ravikant yeah you know him yeah a great so he uh, the, he has a quote which says like you need to be too busy to do your coffee but also you need to have a uncluttered calendar so that quote just stuck me you know because most of the time we are just lazy we are just scrolling through something we are just procrastinating something so when i read that like you need to be too busy to do your own coffee but you should still have a uncluttered calendar like you need to be clear on what to do so uh, i want uh, i mean just to clear things up i want to really say i'm the most punctual or the most disciplined <laughs> guy out there but i have my small comfort zone small bubble according to which i do my things which is why you won't see myself going too much out there putting out stuff as aniket or deva or else anyone in my comparison i like my things i know what works for me which is why i take things on my own pace hmm 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 so you are here for the first time yeah. and uh, based on my introduction if i have missed out few things about who you are uh, would you like to tell to people like what do you do and okay uh, hey everyone uh, my name is vedant and i'm a powerlifting coach i'm a strength coach in general but powerlifting is my forte is my niche i'm a powerlifter myself and across the past two and a half or three years when i since i have started freelancing for coaching i have come across around 100 athletes that i have trained across all fields except for bodybuilding uh, which i don't really have knowledge of i believe that uh, if you need to teach someone or else if you need to be someone who coaches others you need to have experience of that particular thing as well and i haven't had any kind of uh, experience with hard drugs or else bodybuilding which is why i wouldn't really go to that side mm-hmm. but yeah apart from that calisthenics powerlifting strength training in general street lifting all of these things i have had my experience of training those kind of athletes also most of the stuff that i've done is learned on the job mm-hmm. i haven't had all this kind of experience or else expertise in ha- handling this kind of athletes or else coaching them but i have learned a lot of things along the way of right course. yeah so yeah that's basically it you know why uh talking to coaches and people who train i feel like it's very important to talk to them because i've reached a point in my like journey of being fit so i started out few years back and then i went through a route of overtraining and then i went through a route of ego lifting with bad form so and then injuring myself like there was a lot of mistakes that i did but over the period of time one thing that i learned is all the fitness influencers that we see on youtube or instagram they don't know what they're talking about like fitness is a very knowledge dense field and it's a very experience dense field so you always like to get your information from people who look good rather than people who know what they're right. talking about right like right. it's a very aesthetic driven field yeah so over the period of time i've realized you know what like knowledge epitomes aesthetics because yeah. we don't know what people are doing like we don't know what drugs they are on and uh, there are uh, like they have created ways to cheat the system as well right like now they know to, uh, they can take stuff which might not come on the yes, steroid yeah yeah so there's a lot of things that is out there that we don't know so hence talking to coaches and talking to people who are uh, like who know what they're talking about like it it really uh, like takes your fitness journey to another level right to be yeah. honest yeah i believe that i believe that uh, if you talk to more people who are experienced in this field you might come across there are different schools of thought hmm. when it comes to how you can be a better coach or else how you can be a better athlete and 
I would say to each their own because you don't really want to criticize someone who's ten years older than you, having ten years more experience. But you know that you know some stuff as well, right? So there is always going to be a clash of ideas, or else always going to be a clash of you know instances or opinions. But I believe that if we put forward what we know in such a way that there is healthy discussion and there could be something that we all come upon, uh, you know, in conclusion. So that I believe that's the best thing that can happen for a field. Because yeah. even in powerlifting, I believe there are very dif- various different schools of thought when it comes to how you should train, how you should coach someone. and that might be happening in the different parts of same states or else all across the all across the uh, you know country hmm. but yeah there are different ways of training hmm. uh, i would say in particular pow- about powerlifting because i might be apart from pow- apart from aniket i might be the second powerlifter on this stream so i could speak from my experience in that field but yeah i believe that there are different schools of thought and when There are so many, you know, that proverb, right? Too many cooks spoil the broth. Yeah. So you don't really want that. You mm. want that the information that you have might be, you know, I won't say ethereal, but it won't be very vague. You yeah. want it to be specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, any advice in the field of fitness should be health oriented. Yeah. Health is a very broad spectrum, right? Right. Like, it's people who have aesthetic body. They have very degraded mental health and that's not a good place to be in right because i to be very honest even when i was lean i was if i eat junk food or something that would make me anxious you know like will i put on weight or something like that like people who lost a lot of weight will have this at the back of their head right, right? yeah so uh, that is not healthy for people who saw i might have looked healthy but that's not healthy right i think that's one thing that the fitness space is doing right and wrong at the same time is that they want people to be fit at the same time they're setting a very unrealistic standards which is messing with people's psychology right uh so you know when you enter a gym the your last priority will be your health hmm right whenever <laughs> some, whenever someone goes to the gym whenever newbie goes to the gym their first priority is to look good yeah all right when they gain more experience they understand that looking good isn't everything you need to get stronger and yeah. that's when they focus more on strength training Yeah. and as more years pass by they fo- start focusing on health because that's when once they start passing 30 years of age both both uh, male and females they start seeing degradation in their health yeah. in their bone density yeah. in their yeah. joints the pain that they are having in day to day life and all of this stuff so that's when they start prioritizing prioritizing health and uh, don't really give preference to aesthetics or aesthetics, strength yeah. or yeah. the numbers on the bar something like this so i believe if you take a if you take an approach where you are targeting strength training in general uh, where you are targeting your joints and your bones to get stronger and you're focusing on your cardiovascular health as well i believe that's the best way to train in terms yeah. of getting healthy and stronger yeah i think aesthetics will follow yeah this is something that i've realized is that everybody wants to have like big muscles right mm. and big muscles come when you're getting stronger yeah. like when your muscles are strong when you are strong you like your mass increases like when i was looking at aniket right comparatively i'm not a small person like when you, when you put me next to someone but sitting next to aniket i looked small yeah, you know yeah anyone who looks feel small <laughs> next to him yeah and then uh, like his his, his entire like arms like it's the size of my thigh like yeah. i literally told that on yeah. the podcast and that guy has been lifting heavy 
for a really long time. Long time, yeah. yeah. Six, sixteen, I believe. Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. At the age of fifteen, sixteen, he started. No, no, no. Till twenty, uh, from twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Okay, okay, okay. That fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So I believe it's been around six to seven years. Hmm. Hmm. I was fascinated about powerlifting because I've realized that getting stronger, all the goals that you have will follow. Because get, get, getting stronger, it's very you can quantify it, right? Right. Like aesthetic, yes. you can't quantify it. Like even when I was at my lean, to leanest, I was still focusing on the parts of my body that I was like, you know, there's still fat here, there's yeah. still fat there. So it's a very subjective element, right? Strength, it's like either you're progressing or you're not. Like it's very crystal clear. So I thought, you know, me focusing on strength would. Would like like help my fitness journey, right? So yeah, like focusing on strength. That's when I realized, you know, all the the most uh, basic lifts, hmm. the most non-entertaining or like which doesn't look interesting. Right. Those lifts are very foundational. You know, when you say squat, squat is not very glamorous yeah. because not the most appealing lift. Yeah, 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 because it's very hard, man. Like you need to get a lot of things right. For you to progress on squat, right? You can't just. But if you take leg press, you can, like, even if you're bad at squatting, you can just throw in a lot of weight on the leg press. You can make someone sit yes. on that uh, leg press machine, and you can make it look cool when you're posting it on Instagram. Even with two inches of range of motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But squat, it's hard. Yes. It doesn't look interesting. Yes, it but does. But very important. Yeah, I believe squat, bench, and deadlift. Are just parts of powerlifting, but you don't really have to do it. Hmm. All right. So you mean if you go on Instagram, you would see a debate about leg press versus squat, yeah. or else like extension versus squat. Yeah. Myself, I was involved in such an example, uh, such a debate. But my point there was that yes, the general population doesn't need to do squat, but they need to do a squatting variation because there is knee flexion and hip flexion that is involved in that. Hmm. Okay. And your body needs needs that because if you don't use your joints, they will become very rusty, and you okay. will feel that. Okay. okay, which is why in order to keep them lubricated, exercise needs to be done. Hmm. So we are doing some kind of hip movement, hip hinge movement, hip flexion and knee extension, knee flexion movement. So something like SSB squat where you're holding the bar like this, or else something like a goblet squat where the where you're holding a kettlebell in front of you. Okay. When the bar is on the back, where where the back is on your bar. Uh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> when the bar is on your back, the leverages increase very much. Okay? Yeah. Which is why the uh, the requirement of bracing or else the tension that is need to be created core. in your core de- increases a lot mm. as the bar moves or else the weight moves ahead or else away from you utna kam lagta hai mein, mm. uh, the tension that is required which is why i believe that if you are someone who is having pain with squatting or else low bar squatting you can choose different variations to do the same movement but don't really avoid the movement completely yeah 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 you know why focusing on squatting really Uh, change my perspective like squat as a single exercise changed my entire perspective because i realized for you to get stronger okay now my aim is to get stronger hmm. but to get stronger you need to like there's a lot of checklist right. right you need to focus on first being do i have the mobility like what's my range right like that's something that i struggled with because my foot mobility is not that great hmm. like i the lower i go hmm. the more back i move Hmm. So 
it's like i i fall down right. so i had a very bad ankle mobility mm-hmm. so then i had to focus on that mm-hmm. so then i realized my left hip is slightly weaker than my right hip mm-hmm. so then so i had this phase of ego lifting so i wanted to squat like, like i need to i i wanted to put more weight more on weight. the bar do one day i put like max 80 kg which was not my uh, my body was not capable of pulling that weight up so i put 80 kg when i went down right while coming up naturally my entire weight shifted on the right because mm. my left is weak right mm. so then i put, like i used my right leg to push off most of the weight mm. so then i have i had a very slight pain in my lower back like the right lower back mm. so then i realized like this is not happening like there's a lot of things i need to focus on so it it made it humbled me you know like squat just humbled me it's like for you to actually progress you need to give time you need to focus on other things rather than focusing on the moment right. okay i might bust a couple of myths here right okay. now so okay uh, so in my experience what mm-hmm. i've learned is that in the past couple of years mm-hmm. mobility as a concept okay. is really being outdated okay. all right because we are comparing mm-hmm. uh, the movement or else the situation with something else for example you su- you are comparing okay. your squat hmm. where you are not able to hit depth right huh. and your weight is shifting back hmm. it is only because the center of mass is shifting back it is yeah. not because of your ankle mobility okay. all right so what you do if you only take your hips back okay and sit down straight you will be able to squat and hit depth without yeah. improving your ankle mobility yeah yeah that is only because if you are trying to sit down straight and given how our leverages are if you are having longer limbs as compared to our torso yeah, yeah. there is a lot torso lean hmm all right there is a lot of angle in our torso mm. that is uh, there in the low bar squat also you would see that our hips are going back more yeah and the difference happens in low bar versus high bar if mm. you see high bar you will breathe and brace and you can sit down directly mm. but if you put the bar on your rear delts it will be a little difficult for you to yeah. hit depth that is only because you will have to shift your center of mass a little more mm. towards the back the second point that i want to talk about is that the weakness thing hmm. is pretty natural all hmm. right so if you don't uh, get stronger to a certain degree or else to a certain number whichever that number will be okay towards your experience your age your height all of this stuff so let's say you hit 120 or 140 kg on squat 100 kg on bench 180 or 200 kg on deadlift i believe after that point you might take a look at the weakness that you have on each side because being a dominant person from one side uh, of our body we tend to use those muscles more hmm. as compared to the other one hmm, hmm, hmm. and unless and until we have one particular standard of strength we won't really compare ourselves because at this point not just your left side or else your right side is weak your entire body is weak so you need to get that entire system stronger hmm. and then you can compare the cns yeah okay so i believe if you don't really have the complete car made hmm, you hmm. won't really take a look at which uh, you know tool okay. is not being able to use right now okay yeah Th- that's very interesting because uh, even aniket also uh, has has a similar perspective on this like i was talking about how you, how important is warming up how important is uh, priming your muscles before yeah. doing the movement right so even he also enti- en- enlightened me with with similar uh, information so i thought that you know my mobility was bad in terms of ankle mobility so then i uh, referred squat university so even you also yeah. referred squat yeah. university right so he was talking about how uh, like how your hip is created you know for some people uh, if you move your toes outwards mm-hmm. and then you squat mm-hmm. then you can hit depth yes you can but f- 
for some people keeping it close they can hit uh, depth hmm. so then i felt that you know if i move my foot outward mm-hmm. then i'm much more comfortable hitting depth mm-hmm. so then i started to think like is the issue my ankle mobility or mm-hmm. is the issue of like how my anatomy is uh, how you are built basically yeah, yeah. How, yeah how i'm built and how i'm using my build to the best of my ability to do that movement yeah So, uh, have you experienced this like when you push your knees out or else like tell me like were you purposely taking your knees out or else were, were you only moving your uh, feet out i was moving my feet out like i felt that was very comfortable position okay. to be honest so uh, yeah yeah and your knees were going over your toes slightly i think very slightly it was going not to a point where you know it's very evident that it's moving ahead it yeah. was very slight okay usually what happens is that when people try to okay said so now you said that you move your feet out right mm. like angle them out what people usually do is that they push their knees out in mm. order to hit depth or else when they go down and what happens is that a compensatory action that happens in your hips is that when you push your knees out or else your femurs out while coming up out of the bottom your knees will come in Cave as well in. yeah yes. yeah yeah which which we call knee valgus varum so that also uh, happens so that's not a inherently bad thing but it could be avoided if people stopped you know pushing their knees out hmm. only because that will come up when they going up hmm. it come in when they going up okay. something like this so uh, i thought that you know if my the side hips sometimes uh, before i go do the squat right hmm. sometimes uh, the most of the weight the lower back takes it hmm. maybe because i'm not engaging my core, core properly or something that i didn't know so i started putting band over my knees and then i started doing like normal squats before i hit the mm. actual squat so then i push my uh, knees outward right so that like the i i have my band, band on yes. so that slightly helped me so i am in a very self figuring out process like right. i don't have a coach and i'm figuring things out myself so are there any other things that i need to like keep in mind while uh, making progress and not like hitting a sharp low you know because i i have had phases where i'm not putting a lot of time warming up or priming my muscles mm-hmm. uh, i don't do like a very sweaty warm up i just uh, prime my muscles you know like do 1990s right like probably Uh, warm up like, your hips yeah yeah hips here and there and then do like my shoulder prime my shoulder so sometimes what would happen is i take a lot of time doing that and then that would cut short my workout so then i thought you know let me just go to the workout straight then i uh, had a cramp on my lower back so where do i find my balance like how much time do i spend warming up how do i warm up right before right. i go lift heavy Okay, so usually when we talk about this, we need to f- figure out for which movement are we priming ourselves up. All right. Okay. So if we are preparing ourselves for a squat session, a bench session, or a deadlift session, apart from these three exercises, you don't really need a warm up, which is more specific towards the exercise. For example, if you want to do lat pull down first, you will mm. also uh, obviously warm up with more lat pull down. You won't do any kind of breathing and bracing stuff, right? Mm. It is not involving that much amount of uh, effort or stress. So if we are looking at squat, bench press, and deadlift, for squatting and deadlift, uh, most common mistake that people do is that they don't they forget to engage their core, or else they don't really understand what breathing and bracing is. Okay, so in short, breathing and bracing means breathing into your diaphragm. Your diaphragm is basically uh, into your kind of abdomen, or else towards your sternum, but doesn't really go into your stomach, and it is this area basically uh, below your rib cage. 
what you have to do is that you have to align your rib cage and your pelvis in such a way that the muscles in between those are aligned straight because hmm. if either of those which is which is we call a stacked position because your rib cage and your, your pelvis are neutral because if either your rib cage is flared or else more flexed or else your pelvis is in ante pelvic tilt or a posterior pelvic tilt the muscles won't be aligned in a better way so we want both of them to be neutral so that you can breathe into this place into this space which is called breathing and the bracing part is where you push against it in 360 degrees of pressure so you breathe not just in your you breathe into your diaphragm but you push not just into your stomach but through your ab- obliques and back from the lower back as well so, so you hold that breath in yes towards the uh, to, uh, you know during the entire movement so mm-hmm. if you're doing one squat or else one deadlift rep you will take the breath before you start the rep you will complete the rep and let's say after you have completed the rep after you're locked out at the top on deadlift or squat that's when you will breathe out okay this entire process is called valsava maneuver where you are holding your breath into the diaphragm and this provides a lot of rigidity into your torso because if you don't do that and the weight is really heavy on your back you might fall flat as a pancake so you want that rigidity in your torso to hold that weight hmm. so you don't breathe through the movement no okay. no not during the movement before you start the movement and after you completed the rep ha 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 okay so i sometimes what happens is that when we're lifting heavy there is a sense of it just blinds you right like when you're lifting yeah. heavy mm-hmm. and uh, the lack of breath makes mm-hmm. me feel like you know me am i going to faint now or something like that like it it, it feels that tendency yeah does it happen on heavy weights or a, for a lot of weights for no, a lot of reps no no heavy heavy weights okay. right also i feel when i don't hold my breath mm-hmm. i feel like my entire foundation becomes loose okay so it's like if i don't hold my breath right. and i go down ha huh. it just feels like you know then you enter a panic mode like yes. where everything else becomes loose right. and now you just have to push the weight out right because if you see at the squat the bottom position is the least advantageous position all yeah. right because that's where the body is the weakest and that's where most people feel so and the strongest is where we are the lockout at the yeah, top top so we need to make sure that at the bottom we are providing as much rigidity to the torso as possible or hmm. to the to the core so that we don't fall at the bottom and once that is done you will come up easily hmm. but yeah most of the times what i see mistake is of the breathing and bracing problem yeah yeah in deadlifts also that's the same thing bench press is a whole different topic yeah. i believe uh, it's the mechanics change completely as compared to squat and deadlift so yeah i believe squat and deadlift the first mistake that people do is breathing and bracing or the lack thereof hmm yeah so similar for deadlift similar for deadlift yes deadlift mein uh, the other thing that people miss out on is basically being patient uh, so ladies and gentlemen what happened was that there was a power cut and we had to pause the recording and we had to come back again and we had to continue the recording after like 3 days right 3 days we are recording so, so i thought that time. you know i'll wear the same clothes i'll yeah. ask you to wear the same clothes and I thought that you know it would be a great segue. I thought people won't notice, and I can edit it that way. Right, but now definitely they can. Yeah, because yeah. they can. But the reason the the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I want to tell people what sort of a gem of a person you are. Like, oh, to okay. To be very honest. Okay. So initially, when you told that you know when we we'll start recording, yeah, we will do the podcast. Like few months back, when you told me in November, I guess. Yeah, I I didn't have a hope that you will get back. Okay. But then later, when you told me you will get back on this particular date, you were very punctual and you got back on that date. Okay. And 
last time when we were recording and like there's a power cut like there's a like major mishap like you were so patient man and I, and i really really appreciate you for that and i wanted people to know that like you were so patient not just with the recording even post that we were talking for like 2 3 hours continuously right. right like we were we were talking hoping that the power would be back and right. then we could resume the uh, the conversation so even then also when we were talking you were giving me like so much uh, nuggets like you were giving me tips on how i could improve my workout so all of this that you did like i really appreciate that and i wanted people to know that Thank so you. yeah so now me wearing the same clothes it's okay i just switched no it point. but that's fine <laughs> i hope people notice it because that would be really cool you know what would be really cool if we just started the podcast but didn't really mention things yeah yeah that would that would I mean, someone fine. would would comment <laughs> right. you, know, you guys vedant was in blue like what happened yeah yeah so where did we left off so we, were, we were talking about deadlift Right. and uh, like what do people do wrong when they do deadlift like how do they go about it yeah i think the first point that we talked about was breathing and bracing and mm-hmm. we have talked about it in in depth i believe the second point that i wanted to talk about was people don't really have patience when it comes to really executing the technique that they want to if you see this deadlift in general it is of two types you know people that compete they basically perform it in either sumo deadlifts or else in conventional deadlifts mm. if you look at the technique that people follow basically in conventional deadlift you will see that people are more explosive of the floor yeah all right and the people who generally do deadlifts conventional are really big really huge and really muscular if you see conventional generalism really muscular or else an exercise or a movement in which you can use brute force and perform it like even if your technique goes haywire a little bit it's fine okay because you can muscle it up when it comes to sumo deadlift it's completely different because if you see sumo deadlifters they might not be the most jacked people out there powerlifting but they are the people who pay attention to the technique most they might be the people with the longest arms longest legs but they are doing those that exercise because it suits their leverages and by leverages i mean the ability of their joints or else their biomechanics their entire body to do that movement to perform that movement in the most efficient way possible and the most efficient way of doing anything in powerlifting is by reducing the range of motion so as small the range of motion the better it will be for the athlete to perform that lift uh, and to move as much weight as possible so this is from competition standpoint yeah. right so this is where we see there are a lot of memes also that go around like when you see a powerlifter right. bench pressing the arch is like so huge that yes. they probably bench like 1 inch or like 2 inches right so that for some powerlifters yeah. yes there are exceptions so even with like sumo deadlift or all of that right like there is a running joke that uh, sumo is cheating sumo is cheating or this arch it's this you know like people who are just trying to ego lift they can't do normal and they're trying to do this mm-hmm. so the main reason you're saying that why people do this is that it's a hack to for competition right it's right. like the the less range of motion you have the higher mm. chances of you lifting the weight yeah. yes it is, is. Mm-hmm. but usually the point that i'm bring here is that the patience point that i'm talking about in conventional deadlift or else deadlift in general that you will see the people that people perform across in all gyms is basically conventional deadlift yeah. and even if they don't pay attention to the technique it's fine because they are able to lift that weight up but after a point of time these are the people that really deal with back issues and issues with pain in their back because they are not paying attention to the technique so but are you saying that people who do sumo often or who do sumo deadlift in a wrong way they 
नो आई एम जस्ट टॉकिंग अबाउट इन कन्वेंशनल और इन सुमो इन जनरल ठीक है बिकॉज या बिकॉज वेन यू टॉक अबाउट डेड लिफ्ट वी हैव टू सीट फ्रॉम द परस्पेक्टिव ऑफ इट्स एप्लीकेशन इफ इट इज गोइंग टू बी यूज लेट से इन making us to lift as much weight as possible then we can use it in a lift which will be applicable in competition but if we don't want to compete if we don't if our goal is not to lift as much weight as possible then maybe we can use conventional deadlift and use that in our training and use that in such a way that will be beneficial for us to gain strength and get uh, bigger uh, you know simultaneously okay. yeah. <clears throat> so sumo deadlift or conventional deadlift uh, deadlift if not for competition mm-hmm. what's more ideal according to you like what's the uh, like best that's right. like a million dollar question it's like uh, what's that like leg press squat leg press versus squat yes yeah, definitely it's like that like sumo deadlift versus conventional deadlift what are your take on that i believe see the thing is that if even if i say one of hmm. the either there are yeah. going to be a lot of people <laughs> that say that you don't really need to de- deadlifts in your yeah, training yeah. right which is true to a certain extent because as i said you pick one movement based upon the activity or else the you know the outcome that you want from that movement so if your goal is not to lift any weight or else your goal is not to build your hamstring glutes your back or else your entire body then don't do deadlifts you can find better alternatives you uh, you know which will give you the same stimulus but without not affecting your central nervous system that much mm-hmm. or else not fatiguing you that much yeah so it totally depends on what your particular goal is i won't be choosing either of those because <laughs> it totally depends from person to person nice i personally really like conventional deadlift because it really takes a lot of lot out of me a lot of effort and concentration is gone into it also i would say that i won't say sumo because my body is or else my physique is more uh, suitable towards doing sumo so it's something that comes naturally to me okay uh, so i would really uh, like to have something that would be challenging to me and i can grow in that mm. that would be fun so comparatively your hands are longer or are your legs longer uh comparatively if you see both of them are long in comparison to my torso because that's the only thing i can compare with right uh, so if you see talk about leverages there are different people with different kinds of leverages mm. there are people with short limbs short mm. arms longer torso or else short torso long arm long legs like me so through a variety of people there are people who are you know best suited for doing some kind of lifts for example if there is someone who is having shorter arms mm. maybe they are better at doing bench press only because their range of motion is smaller mm. if someone is having long legs they might be having an issue with squatting because they have to go that the much deeper range of motion increases yes but if they are having long arms as well they can use that same you know that same mechanics or the same leverages in sumo deadlift and try to improve that mm. so i believe bench uh, sorry de- uh, powerlifting is such a sport where you just need to analyze what works best for you try to maximize in that but also pay attention to what your weaknesses are as well because mm. if you want to be a good powerlifter you have to pay attention to your squat bench press and deadlift you can't just mm. focus on your deadlift or, or else either lift and think that you will win competitions yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, before we get into powerlifting like yeah. one thing that i wanted to say was that uh, i heard sumo deadlift hmm. you use a lot of your glute like you need a lot of glute activation mm-hmm. but whereas for conventional you don't utilize glutes as much so okay. uh, i heard this that you know both conventional and sumo deadlift they both are beneficial but they in they use different set of muscles right so they have like 
you need to incorporate both of that but you need to schedule that into your workout is what i heard i don't know how far that is true but uh, because when we use uh, when we go to sumo deadlift the muscles that we engage versus for traditional are slightly different right yes so we use okay. a lot of like legs probably yeah. in sumo yeah if you see if you uh, look at it from perspective of training your glutes mm-hmm. uh, there are different muscles in your glutes as well your gluteus maximus medius and smaller muscles surrounding uh, that bigger muscle mm-hmm. if you pay attention to how you can train your glutes there are different ways you can train your glutes maybe in the lengthen position in the shorten position in the mid range position there are different ways of training one particular muscle mm-hmm. all right if we take a look at the biomechanics so if you want to get the most out of your glute uh, any movement and to activate your glute the most you need to pay attention to hip extension because mm-hmm. that is that will quote unquote squeeze your glutes the most okay and if you want to make sure that the most range of motion which will lead to more hypertrophy is uh, being done you will have to take your hips that much farther from the midline or the bar to get the active range of motion that mm-hmm. longer Hmm. all right so if you compare from the side way where your hips uh, go the farthest back hmm. because the farther back it goes the more work it will have to do hmm. to come to the midpoint yeah, yeah, yeah. right so if you take a look from the side at sumo deadlift or else at conventional deadlift or else at hex bar deadlift or else hmm. trap bar deadlift hmm. that hmm. we hmm. see or else even rdls hmm. where you are trying to lower the weight but you are just the goal basically is to push your hips as much as back as possible, as possible without touching the bar on the ground mm. so if you take a look at all of this you might see that the rdls or else comparatively your uh, conventional deadlift might be having the longest hip position as compared to okay. the mid bar so in my opinion that is the best uh, possible case to train your glutes okay 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 if you pay attention to your sumo deadlift technique the obviously your glutes are going to be used because at the end of the movement you are going to do hip extension but in order to get the bar up your adductors your quads and your hamstrings to an extent hmm. are a lot of are lot hmm. used hmm. as compared to conventional yeah. where your upper body comes into play as well yeah. right yeah. so i believe it's it completely depends on what your goal is and how you can use that exercise okay. i believe sumo like using sumo for a glutes perspective might not be the best case not but the yeah most effective. but yeah something like a dumbbell rdl or else barbell rdls or even okay. conventional in general will really train your hamstrings your glutes and your entire body in my opinion okay those okay. are some really good keys for building a solid base yeah you know the reason i i spoke with aniket also on our podcast regarding this and even in a at the start of the podcast also i was telling about how my uh perspective changed uh in terms of like lifting weights to lifting stronger weights like getting stronger right. sorry lifting heavier weights and getting stronger so this this concept of powerlifting right it looks like you know this is a competition sport yeah and uh, and that competition aspects like takes away like from people to go uh lift more heavy weights and get stronger right right because like that would be like one hindrance that you know like since i'm not competing mm-hmm. and powerlifting is about competing right that takes away the incentive of getting stronger right so i think that the the core exercises of a powerlifting competition the like those are like very crucial exercises right in a way yeah i believe that uh, if you look at those exercises squat bench press and deadlift mm-hmm. 
those are the exercises where your uh, the compound exercises that we talk about traditionally yeah, yeah. where your most of the body's muscles are being used yeah, yeah. all right if you take a look at the markers of progress what would that be either it would be the work that you do in the gym and you would note that and you would hmm. make progression from week to week we hmm. could call that progressive overload or else uh, you know periodization something like this where we are actively trying to get stronger from week to week hmm. that is going to happen inside the gym yeah. right hmm. one of the markers of doing that is to notice your strength like on which exercises how much heavier you're going from week to week or else what aspects or else what variables you're adding hmm. either set number of reps or else the rest okay. period okay but if you look at squat bench and deadlift it is some exercise or else some movement like which in which you can track how much weight you're adding from week to week or else from block to block which we consider like four to five months block uh sorry week block which we call a small mesocycle or microcycle basically in uh, coaching terms but to keep it simple it is a good marker for strength where you can see that from block to block or else from a perspective of coach you are seeing that there is steady increase in that mm. number if you took it if you take a look at the other things that we can use uh for markers of progress it could be your physique it could be your body fat percentage body composition how much muscle mass you have all of these things but if you see the progress on this it might be very slow as compared to the weight on the bar hmm okay so if there is someone who is starting this sport new or is just want to get a gist of how these things are being done adding those numbers on that bar or is looking at those changes in their physique might be a good you know uh, sign of encouragement for them to you know try to you know grow more or else start to push yourself a little yeah, bit more yeah, yeah. into the gym not necessarily you have to compete or else be better than someone else track progress yeah you can always be better than someone that you were yesterday right yeah, which is yeah. the best marker of comparison so i believe that powerlifting or else just squat bench and deadlift or just strength training in general should be taken up by as many people as possible because yeah. that will not just help them in their confidence but it will help them in their physique their mental health of course yeah their yeah, physical yeah. health other also, things also the thing that you said that over my past week to this week i might have added few pounds on the bar but that might not instantly reflect on my physique right right so the thing that you saying that out of all the markers of progress like we uh, like increasing the weight on the bar it's very visible progress yes. and it's a quantifiable progress yes so we striving for that in a way it's striving to get stronger right yes, like that being your goal and a lot of people they want fancier exercises rather than sticking to few things and then getting stronger which is why crossfit works <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like i feel like the, the crossfit when i hear like good people in fitness space talk one thing that they give credit to crossfit is bringing uh, variability exposure To, in my, in my opinion like probably yeah. deadlift or like squat like these these exercises right yeah in a way they made those exercises look cool you know like yeah. now people want to go like do more of that so in that sense like we need to give credit to yeah in uh, a way you can but i believe the wod's or the workout of the days that they have might be a little critical in terms of yeah, yeah. if people are not used to that the rate of injury or else the risk of injury might increase hmm like even if you want to do pull ups might not, why do keeping pull ups just do regular pull ups right yeah, yeah. the goal should not be there to get as many pull ups as possible because that's not the hmm. that's not what the exercise does hmm. what the exercise does is try to hit those targeted muscles and i believe the more tempo you have yeah. the more control you have around yeah. that movement the better it will be like yeah. even if you see, if even if you take a look at squat bench and deadlift even if our goal is to move the weight in as small space as possible 
to do it as fast as possible we don't really fast we don't really uh, you know uh, do that movement in a really hurry or mm-hmm. in a in a or rush or bad form yeah or else in bad form because if that's when the point of patience comes into play right we want to really slow down the movement and understand how it is working around us mm. because because if you don't really pause at the bottom of a squat and understand how it feels on your body on your, on your back what the weight feels at the bottom you won't be able to really create the tension that is required mm. which is why using things like tempo squat tempo bench press and eccentric control uh, movements in deadlifts really mm. helps you create that mind muscle connection okay so you're saying that can you elaborate more on the pausing at the bottom of the squat yeah how is that going to help someone uh, like you were saying that you know that helps build mind muscle connection or being at the bottom like you need to observe how your body is okay. taking that load yeah. like can you just elaborate yeah, more sure. on that okay first let, let me just put a disclaimer that i'm talking things from perspective of powerlifting all right if you are a, if someone listening to this is a general gym goer yes you can incorporate squats and you need to understand the things that i'm going to talk about but you don't necessarily have to do squats into a workout all right this the uh, the idea of using squats as i said is a marker of strength and is a movement which any new gym goer should do Hmm. right because it is going to use all of those muscle in your body in your lower body theek hai but if you are someone who is not able to do it or who doesn't enjoy doing squats there are better variations theek okay. hai now that when we talk about squats the technique that we are talking about is firstly breathing and bracing hmm. which we touched upon in the deadlifts part hmm. before our electricity got out <laughs> right so the deadlift mechanics uh, sorry the breathing and bracing mechanics are used here as well where you really try to uh, you know align your rib cage and your pelvis in such a way that the muscles in between those your abdomen muscles really align and they are not crooked in any way mm. then you try to breathe and brace breathe into the diaphragm and brace and try to push into 360 degrees of you know mm. uh, diaphragmatic pressure that you have to create like i explained it uh, to you in the last time that we talked you know the purpose of a belt the purpose of a belt is to really cue you where you have to breathe it's mm. not really to protect your lower back or else you don't have really have to wear that belt really tight because it will defeat the uh, you know the purpose of wearing that belt okay the belt that we use is to really make sure that make you sure that you are breathing into your diaphragm into your abdomen and you are not chest breathing your chest okay. is not rising and the point that i was talking about at the bottom of the chest or uh, bottom of the squat i'm sorry is because most of the uh, lifts that are failed are at the bottom people mm. will go down and they will lose the entire tension that they have built yeah okay so the entire idea of pausing at the bottom or else using tempo where we really slow down the descent like how they are coming down mm. most people when they try to squat we use a term in powerlifting calling called sandbagging which means that they just drop their squat yeah they don't breathe yeah. and breathe they just drop and they try to push it back up when you will see that their knees are coming in their neck is above their uh, bar, bar and they really try to push hard as much as possible and that won't uh, really happen if they really paid attention to the you know the concept, basic concepts of breathing and bracing and maintaining that tension so yeah so basically if you really slow down the movement and try to hold that position into the bottom it will make you think that the entire bar is going to fall upon you then you will be compelled to create that tension and hold it there because in case you just yeah. leave it you will fall 
and you can't really start that doing at the one rep max right you will have to gradually progress onto that movement yeah. you can start from somewhere from 50 60% of your one rep max and slowly gradually add weight week to week as mm. you get stronger yeah and this is something that i realized on my own i was also the the terminology that you were sandbagging i think i was also doing that in a way where uh, i used to lift a lot of weight back then but i was sandbagging in a sense where i'm like how do i get this thing off me first like right. like your main focus is am i lifting this weight or not rather than i'm able to do this properly right? yes one thing that i figured it on my own was that i was having a lot of lower back stiffness hmm. when i was squatting right hmm. and uh, i felt that there was a lot of uh, weight uh, putting on my right side Hmm. So then I realized that you know something is off and I don't know what it is. Hmm. So then I thought you know with less weight I I I started doing like pause at the bottom uh squat. Hmm. So when I was doing that then I was like then I realized okay. Uh then I thought you know I'm 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 using more of my core now like taking a pause and that actually helped me uh reduce pain and on also like my lower back stiffness right? right? That everything reduced. Right. Because now also my mindset when i'm going down it is not that you know i to escape this weight off right like now i have to live with this weight at right. the bottom so i'm very cautious with the, the with, with the amount of weight that i carry also right like that actually truly exposes you to your weakness i think that's what people want to avoid that's why they do this sandbag thing yeah maybe uh, just to touch up on the point that you were saying uh, in terms of you were feeling one of your uh, part of your body take over Yeah. and that usually Compensate happens said that yes the, exactly yeah. like that we talk about last time uh, i believe that when your technique goes off your body goes into your body is not in the homeostasis which is the most ideal condition for it right so it goes into uh, into a mode of panic and it switches back to what feels the most best hmm. okay so which is why in my opinion it is important for us to practice good technique okay practice makes man perfect is not the right uh code in my opinion perfect practice makes man perfect because i believe if you don't practice all of those lifts correctly if you just lift the weight if you just uh, do the given program won't really matter if you're not applying good technique if you're not if the intention of doing each and every rep is not to do it to the t you're doing it wrong right Damn. so i believe <laughs> that's something that uh, paul to really pay attention to so yeah i really got off track and forgot what i was saying <laughs> no i think that that's a very profound thing that you said it's not that you know practice makes man perfect it's also practicing perfectly yeah. and that yeah i think that is such a profound statement uh, if you are in the gym and uh, that i mean like where like what exactly are you focusing right like that thing shifts right like right. when you are so uh, it's like you're practicing a dance movement you know mm-hmm. it's not majorly about like how fast are you doing that or not like when you're practicing it like you pay a lot of attention to form all of that right mm-hmm. so like i started thinking uh, exercise in general more in that aspect like focusing more on the form and right. like it's not about how i'm lifting the, uh, sorry how much i'm lifting It's more of like to the best of my ability, how much I can lift, right. not just lifting. Right. Yeah. Best form, all of that. Yeah. 
I believe that uh, you know, as we practice good technique, and uh, as I was saying that in a uh, state of crisis, our mm. body will go back yeah, to what yeah. what was yeah. the best for us. So, in case your technique goes off, mm. your lower back or else any of your other aspects won't take over yeah, if you have yeah. been practicing good technique till now. Mm. So, even if one thing, as in your case, you were sandbagging, mm. basically you were not breathing or bracing or creating yeah. any tension. So, in that case, you were going down, but in order to lift that. weight up yeah none of those muscle were strong as much as your right let's say yes. glute or else your yes. right leg okay so that was trying to push it to the t or else push it push the complete uh, push the movement and complete the movement yeah, right yeah. so i believe if people pay attention to the technique practice good technique and try to uh, you know engage all those smaller muscles mm. as well where we don't really pay attention to for example if we are doing sumo deadlift all right people do heavy sumo deadlifts or else sumo deadlift for a lot of reps people do bench press bench press really heavy a lot of reps in sumo they feel pain in their hip flexors in their adductors near the knees in bench press they pay, they feel pain in their elbows and they feel pain in their shoulders something like this and same happens with a squat as well they feel pain in their knee and in their lower back or else in their hips hmm. all of this stems from you know a point of muscle weakness you know because during during this bigger muscle during this movements the bigger muscles like the for example in a squat the quads the glutes the hamstrings will take over the back will take over while doing the movement but the smaller muscles like our hip flexors our adductors which are also used in sumo deadlift as well won't be you know used in that same particular you know effect so due to the stress that is being placed upon them in response they give this pain hmm. there is only a way of them telling uh, to say us that you know they are getting recovered from it in yeah. a way in a way yeah. yeah because they are not really prepared for that so in a way they are trying to say us to back off but they are not strong enough so the next time that we try to attempt the, attempt the same weight they might be strong but in that instance hmm. after that session people might feel that pain yeah you know yeah. and which is per, uh, which is very common so the direct solution to that you should take a look at what muscle is paining and try to train that in the eccentric and the concentric or else in the isometric mm. position yeah. as much as yeah. possible you know now my motto of working out or in general is uh, i mean of course health is like a bigger umbrella yeah. but to be healthy is one of the reason another thing is how can i get stronger mm. like how can i get stronger how can i lift more weight right and uh, all the things that you said right like assessing your weaknesses assessing the form assessing the the parts that are not assisting you in the bigger movements right so knowing all of these things um, will help you get stronger right? right so ever since my focus was to get stronger and sustain there and and get even more stronger from there it's not that one day i just lift 100 kg and then like, like even if i can or not like by luck if sure luck if i can lift it that's not what i want right like i want my strength sustained and i also wanted to grow so when my focus was that then i started looking into all of this mm. had if if my focus was to get ribbed right i would be thinking about how many calories did i burn right. or like how many my focus is 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 honestly not on getting stronger when i started putting my whole and soul energy into that then i started looking into this mm. so according to you mm. why is it important to i am assuming that you are on same page with right. me on this yeah. so i i'm wondering like mm. according to you mm. why is it important to focus on getting stronger at the gym right 
so one of the points that we just mentioned was that particular aspect of marker of strength or marker of progress that is definitely visible for each and everyone like any newbie that will go to the gym regardless of their age regardless of their gender their weight as well they will see some kind of progress mm-hmm. once they start doing the squatting benching and deadlifting movement right again the squatting and benching and deadlifting movement doesn't have to be a competition specific a powerlifting specific powerlifting squat powerlifting bench press with an arch or a deadlift okay it doesn't have to be that when we talk about squat bench and deadlift it consists of movements having hip flexion and knee flexion where you are basically a squat is where your pelvis moves down and a hinge movement also deadlift is where your hips move from back to the front you just need to involve those muscles and do that particular movement which is going to increase the hypertrophy the strength the bone density of those muscles and joints around it which are involved in that particular movement so basically a squat bench and deadlift hmm. but that again doesn't have to be your competition specific like for example if people are having back pain one of the best exercise that they can do or is they can substitute it uh, for squats is heel elevated goblet squats so basically what you can do what you do is that from doing a low bar squat where the bar is on your rear delts you switch the bar to a goblet or which is a kettlebell or else a dumbbell all right just hold it in front of your face and try to breathe in your diaphragm as much as possible and you will feel that it is relatively much easier for you to breathe into that position and you know basically create that mind muscle connection that you are able to feel your lower back as well and all you have to do is just sit down and sit back uh, come back up and that basically mimics the dead, uh, squat to a t mm-hmm. those involve your a lot of stress is being placed on your core muscles in that movement and it takes stress away from your lower back and your quads mm-hmm. so you will feel a lot better while doing that movement so you can incorporate the move, uh, mm-hmm. incorporate the you know the mechanics of squats without doing the squats yeah. itself yeah something like so this. you're saying that it's not to avoid the movement yes it's to figure out a way like your own way of doing, doing that, that movement and once you feel comfortable once you feel like you know like your lower back or like all the parts that are getting used to this movement then you can slowly probably try yes like uh putting a more difficult back. position ha huh. something like this i believe that uh, as you transition like if i give someone a barbell and tell them to do the, those movements might not be possible yeah. and you might not even enjoy doing that right yeah. so you have to tell the person or else ask that athlete or a client to really get a sense of how they are doing that movement mm. and they really want to be one with the movement because if you see if you take a perspective of someone in the gym I, even if they are not new there are a lot of people in the gym right and it is very difficult for someone to concentrate yeah. there's music playing there are people going from the front of our eyes there is uh, people are recording <laughs> videos people are recording tiktoks a lot of things are happening right so some people use uh, you know music in their headphones or else they use uh, pre workouts stimulants ammonia all of these things to get them into the zone right that works for different people might not be wo- working for me because i'm someone who works really you know uh, in, for me to get into the zone it's not really that difficult because once i'm in the gym gym is my zone mm-hmm. all right so it doesn't take me much even if people are uh, you know playing any kind of music or just running in front of me that's that's okay but uh, if you really think about it and if you really focus on your technique focus on what you are doing into that you know that one r it's really important for you to in perspective in uh, you know in terms of how you are 
involving your move, muscles into that movement and what you're getting out of that one hour hmm. it should not be like you are distracted like out, yeah. out of 18 hours out of 24 hours you're distracted on your phone for 10 to 12 hours whatever the timeline might be and when you get in the gym you're distracted again we don't want that right yeah. that one hour should be concentrated af in yeah. terms of whatever you're doing yeah yeah also another thing is that from the past uh, i mean a post lockdown is when i got serious about working out and ever since i got serious i've been working out alone hmm. and the thing like one good thing about working out alone or in a very non glamorous environment hmm. maybe could be home or could be your apartment gym hmm. where there are less people watching you have less incentive to impress people right so i think when you don't have incentive to impress people hmm. i think then you will do it for the right reason and right. also you will choose the right weight right <laughs> i mean uh, it totally depends on the personality of the person right of if, course. if there is someone who really likes to you know uh, that person won't really say that i really like to show off to people but you know they get a sense of achievement in doing that without mm-hmm. even saying it yeah. or else there are people like you or aniket who really like to train alone even me myself there was a point till when like you know uh, till i believe 16 17 or 18 till when i was not doing powerlifting i was just uh, hanging out my gym bros training and having yeah. fun for the pump you know yeah. but once i was bit by this iron bug of powerlifting then you know i got into a zone of training alone and paying attention to that squat benching and deadlifting a lot more and mm. that was really i believe uh, you know a precursor of what got me into the coaching aspect of things uh, you know i believe that uh, even i might not be the um, best athlete out there or else i might not have a lot of medals but i believe that i have a you know a really good understanding of this movements of mm. how it feels to do that particular thing because i have done it for i won't say a lot of time but i have doing i have done yeah. it for quite some time and asked other people to do it as well and that initial phase of uh, you know trying to perfect that movement and asking my friends to do it as well really helped me understand how things work for different people yeah 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 i think that is a very crucial aspect because what for for you to coach you need to have knowledge also you need to have understanding of people and you need right. to i have understanding of wide variety of people in terms of movement mm-hmm. i when i say the second point when i said i meant the psychology of people right because not everyone is motivated for the same thing right like not everyone someone might be at the extreme right like right. where they're like i want to do more i want to do more and then you right. have to ask them like pro like chill yes and then there are other people who are like do you have to do this and then it's like you need to have an understanding of wide variety of like psychology is right like right. you need to understand okay what is this guy's motivation mm-hmm. or maybe what is her motivation also in your instagram uh, which i sh- shout out your instagram like i recommend people to go follow it like where you put pe- the people that you coach you put their progress out there right yes it's not necessarily just men that mm-hmm. are trying to get stronger yeah equally like women like everyone regardless of the gender they're doing the same movement and women are kicking some ass man like yeah. i see the weight that i'm lifting i'm like i wish i can lift this weight yeah. and you are not just working with wide variety of people you're working with athletes and you're also working with people from across genders like what does it feel firstly to be doing that and secondly what are your observations in terms of uh, generic people like firstly firstly i would say that i'm really grateful to be at this point uh, to be honest that uh, to be honest i have come across a lot of people who uh, you know who 
hold me in high regard in this sport there there are people who who might not be doing that and but the people mm-hmm. that have come across really respect me and i haven't really expected that you know in this small amount of uh, time that i have had either on the internet or else in this sport in some way or the other so firstly i'm really grateful with the for the <laughs> athletes i'm talk uh, that i'm working with uh, as you talked about the female athletes a lot of female athletes have enrolled in last year with me or and with the team as well the team strength mob so shout out to them as well if i haven't talked about them already so there's uh, coach deva coach aniket and myself uh, so coach deva and coach uh, me basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have an, uh, a lot of female athletes have enrolled uh, you know under us uh, in the past 6 months or a year or so and going forward into the next 2 months a lot of them are going to compete as well okay. so it will be fun to see so there are around 9 or 11 uh, weight classes in female category i believe and we might have uh, uh, an athlete in each of them so okay. that might be a thing that might happen so it would be interesting to see so yeah i believe that uh, this new wave of female lifters coming out of in the indian scene as well is really it's essential because it is only going to motivate more female athletes gym goers or else you know just enthusiasts to you know come across and start lifting more because it is only going to help them uh, you know in any way possible physically mentally emotionally socially a lot of ways so yeah i will what was the second question again so my second question was like what are your generic observation in terms of people right mm-hmm. like your observation as to what do they do right or what do they do wrong like because when you started out right like mm. when i started out there are so many mistakes that when i look back i'm like like damn like mm. how did i do this but over the period of time even now i'm still learning and uh, like may probably few years down the line the concepts that i believe are true now might turn out to be like outdated uh, yeah mm. i might evolve out of that i yes. might unlearn few things as well so if if someone would have guided me telling that you know this is good or this is bad like there is a behavioral pattern of people who start out right hmm. probably for the right reasons or wrong reasons so from your perspective i was just curious as to what did you observe in people like when they start out lifting what do they do wrong hmm. or what do they do right right i believe that most uh, you know like we can ask this question to any person any new go into gym like and we would like just get them into the gym and ask them that who might be the most knowledgeable person in the gym and they mm. might point to the most buffest the most ripped person <laughs> right and they might think that that person knows the most but that might not be the case and i believe that's the first and foremost thing that happens is that people don't know where to get the information from which is why a lot of miscommunication misinformation and misconception basically uh, you know spreads a lot of things uh, so i believe that first of all people need to get educated in terms of the t- the trainers that are into the gym they need to be more educated people who are giving their courses out there right now certification all that are teaching people that carbs are bad <laughs> they are teaching people that glucose is bad all of these things should not be happening that is really wrong because if you are into a sport like powerlifting carbs are really essential for you all right you can't be doing keto and expect you to perform your best all right so i believe that a lot of misinformation spreads from the gym itself from the people who are perpetuating all of this uh, things to the uh, new new client yeah. so yeah i believe it starts from them but also once the athlete go once the any gym goer goes into the gym spends a little time and if that person 
gets interested into the sport or else get interested in just lifting they will try to learn and they hmm. will in the coming years will realize what is wrong what is right so in my opinion the best thing to do just go through all of those things yeah, since experience is the best teacher right yeah. so it will teach you a lot of things and it will make you sure that this thing is wrong this thing is right maybe you can start th- seeing things in gray as well but yeah a lot of things in uh, you know in the lifting community starts from this particular misinformation that spreads yeah first being that uh, that, that that's a very interesting point because uh, the buffest guy might not be the guy with the most, most knowledge. knowledge yeah because or, like he might be on steroids you might or you might not know that yeah and maybe his genetics has worked well for him where he does some stupid movement maybe his body reacts well to that like could be any factor right right maybe whatever is worked for him there is a 100% like there is majority of the chance that that might not work for you yes so that being the first one second being that like just hang in there right the, that's what you're trying to say right yes. like just continue what you're doing yeah i believe that uh, even if people go out there and try to mm. learn as much as possible from the, for themselves mm. by themselves mm. is the best thing possible okay. like even if you go and hire a coach the coach is going to tell you things but if you try to read those things by yourself like i did like other coaches did for themselves that will give you an understanding that no coach will ever tell you okay so you're so you're pushing people to gain get edu- knowledge yeah. get educated yeah by that's themselves. A, yeah so how to do that yeah uh, that really brings me to the point of the content that we put out there right mm. so we can be a precursor or else uh, the post that people see or else if mm. you come across deva khure <laughs> you might come across his powerlifting or his powerlifting related videos and one video some lifter might see somewhere in india or somewhere in the world and they might be inspired or else they might be intrigued by one word Hmm. that we have mentioned and they might google it you know because right now it is very easy for us to get information right like we right now are living in the best generation possible from the past at least hmm. right uh, we have medicine and but we at the fund and foremost we have google which enables us to get the knowledge of all the books ever in hmm. history so which only makes us right now there is ai as well yeah. and i haven't really dabbled into ai thing with powerlifting uh but i believe that there might be some uh you know there might be some future uh you know thing coming up with yeah. ai as well but yeah i believe that even if you google the best sources of uh information when it comes to lifting or else things that you should know before going into the gym you know you will see videos like things uh, i knew before i started lifting mm. all of these things so i believe you know spending some time doing your own research will really help you a lot But I'll tell you what the problem with having a lot of information out there mm-hmm. is that there is a lot of information out there. Like oh, I yeah, think that right. being the good thing is like on the contrast it's a absolute bad thing because you don't know which is the right information right I'll tell you why mm-hmm. uh, so there's a guy who wrote an entire book or like who spent a lifetime doing this cold therapy you know that uh, like if the players are induced uh, injured mm-hmm. they put ice right ice like pack, yeah. ice pack all of that and he he spent a lot of time doing that and he wrote a book also okay few decades down the line he actually debunked his own book okay so he's saying that whatever he thought hmm. that you know ice packs and all of that would help hmm. he's saying that is not the solution like if you have a problem with movement movement is the solution right like the the physiotherapy all of that right right i'm like all the people who <laughs> believed that you know who is this guy 
I I honestly I don't know the that, name. In honestly, case that's I, a legend right there because yeah. going back and correcting your own statement or else correcting your own opinion, it takes the balls. Yeah. Okay. It it's yeah. not easy. Yeah. And also, you spent a lifetime on it. Like right. you spent decades doing that, and so this is the thing that I felt that. Uh, Okay, take information, but one thing is that don't marry that information. You know that right. like don't consider that to be the 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 Bible. Yeah, like there might be better information out there. Right, and there's a word for it. Don't become dogmatic with your opinions or yeah. your views. Yeah, because like uh, the other day we were talking about you know the old school powerlifters or yeah. the old school lifters in this country or in general as well. They have this sense of you know not changing with times that yeah. we discussed. So I believe that. if people like those change with time because the things that they were using not necessarily steroids but the uh, way that they were programming or else you know planning their workouts that uh, you know 30 20 30 years ago might not be the same or else might not give the same effect right now because yeah. there are better ways of doing things yeah 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 but uh, one thing that actually helped me is finding out essential movements like what are essential movements for our human beings right like that would directly get translated into real world scenarios like this is one thing that uh, actually incentivized me to look into non glamorous exercises hmm. which like let's say squat it's not glamorous unless you create reasons in your head and you make it glamorous it's not innate glamorous so uh, this squat it's a very essential movement right in terms of we have naturally been sitting in that position and over the period of time we lost uh, connection to that particular thing yeah. maybe picking something on the floor so in my opinion so far where i am at is that i have simplified things for mm. myself i'm like one thing is get stronger get stronger at what hmm. so that i actually have clearly defined like let's say deadlift squat bench shoulder press i i do row right anything that i do most of the, like my major workout it's barbell yes and probably the next day uh, i might do uh, ever since like the last time we spoke ever since you uh, recommended me few tips so then i started incorporating other things uh, as well on the um, like probably today if i do like all barbell full body next day i probably use like kettlebell so like dumbbell stuff like that hmm. that wouldn't put a lot of strain on my body but just maybe try out different movement to 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 send again like muscle building signals again probably right. so uh, like in my that's what i did like what are the essential movements of all the informations what are the common things that people are trying to tell hmm. which are not very polar opposite okay. so like the deadlift squat or like bench overhead hmm. press or like barbell rows or uh, all of these exercises right like maybe pull ups or right. stuff like that right like hmm. these exercises that i i i've heard most of the people and also who i believe to be true inform like true source of information they all recommended this so then i thought you know what let's me not complicate this i i have limited my movements and i thought let me just get better at these movements right. in terms of form and stuff like that right like that has simplified stuff for me like now i i'm not like uh, okay i thought this was true the next week i'm like oh god like it's not true right so with this whole liver king fiasco also right like do you know liver king no so there's this guy who became like, like humongous yeah, yeah. i know star. i know the name but yeah. i'm not aware of the thing so this guy was pushing this ancestral tenants okay philosophy 
and he was pushing few supplements also he is like we need to go back to the roots he used to eat raw meat that yeah. hence liver king liver king yeah so he used to eat raw meat and he like he was jacked dude like jacked to the core hmm. and that dude he used to go on every show every podcast shortlist yeah and he promoted himself a lot and he was just out there everywhere you can you, you you couldn't unsee that guy and then everywhere he was asked are you on steroids he said no 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 and a few days later few weeks few months later he put a video on his own channel apologizing to people that he's telling that you know what i i no, am no but he i believe that uh, some of his emails got leaked right emails got leaked like how he wanted people to like he wanted to reach a certain following okay in certain duration of time he's like next one year i want this many people okay like those sort of content got leaked and then he's like i apologize guys i am on steroids Okay. he says i was i am like, he says that and also he says he gives some bullshit woke reason that justifies like he is created a reason he's saying you know so many people are committing suicide and uh, so many people die every day hmm. and there's a mental health issue okay and i'm trying to promote workout like this thing is going to helps those people and i'm doing this for them right like he gives this some like bullshit woke reason at last the reason why i brought him up is that uh now i don't fall into traps like that like mm. now if there is new information that comes i don't mm. drool all over that information okay. you might be a little skeptical at yeah, first yeah skeptical also i'm like okay like let me just since i already have my things let me just get better at this in the meanwhile that thing will also progress right so even with supplements also right like so many things one of my friend told me about anabolic window acha he yeah, was like right. yeah, yeah anabolic window all of that yeah and A, a lot of that is just gimmick right is yeah. just trying to push you push supplements out all of that so in like all like i've been through all over the world in terms of information right. and then i've come to this point that supplements it's better to take as less as possible mm. unless necessary right. whey protein creatine like these are the two things that i take and in terms of workout all the simplified i'm like there's so much noise but at the end of the day like these are the things that just right. stay exactly you need to know your meat and potatoes right for example let's talk with training first training in terms of as we talked about what the, what the goal should be let's say you have your first priority is your health okay mm. which is why you are working out because if yeah. you are not active your muscles might go into what we call a dystrophy or atrophy all right so we don't really want that to happen we don't want our joints to become cranky and achy we want them to be lubricated which is why we need to do the work which is why the training aspect comes into play now if you want to see the carryover of those exercises into our daily life as well as you are talking about when you talk about squats or a deadlift it's just sitting down to take a dump if you like look at the asian population i saw this i guess on the joe rogan uh, podcast i believe that the asian population usually has a lot more ankle mobility as compared to the people in the west mm. only because we are taking a dump by completely squatting down but they are not and you know uh, when i uh, you know this is a instance of i believe 2020 hmm. when the lockdown was happening i had started my own gym and i was bringing my some some of my friends uh, i was asking my friends to come over and train right so there was a friend uh, you know a childhood friend of mine who is not so much into lifting so i was trying to you know encourage them to come and lift and this dude i was asking him to do a squat he couldn't do a squat and i was asking why are you not able to squat because i was observing his movement and instead of going down his hips were moving back and i was uh, and I, the first thing that i asked him was ki do you use a western bathroom 
he said yes and that's because the natural movement of his pelvis is to go back because he can't sit down directly mm-hmm. so if you are not able to sit down directly you will feel pain in your knees and your elbows i'm sorry in your knees and your ankles only because those are not mobile enough mm-hmm. and those are not mo- the only way to increase that mobility is to do that movement itself so the more he will spend time into that position the better he will feel right so i believe the first and foremost thing you should be focusing on in terms of your training the carry over that you are getting out of the gym like for example bodybuilders mm. what is the purpose of their training to get <laughs> as big as possible yeah. because either to compete or else that gives them that mental satisfaction yeah that they're right? big <laughs> they're big obviously uh, so th- that might be the perspective or else if you're if you're competitive sport athlete you might be uh, training in that perspective if you are someone who is uh, trying to get that carry over outside the gym for example in terms of just lifting things off the floor just feeling better that might be a great thing to do because if you take a look at i believe this might be a, this was a survey or else a study that people uh, that they did on the uh, on the old population if i'm not wrong uh, because i brought it up uh, earlier as well you know uh, in powerlifting there are age classes and this last year that the national that we went we came across a a couple a old couple who was i believe in their 80s or in their 70s and they were going to compete and we asked them in uh, which category were they going to compete from where uh, where they were from and they were from chembur and i was like how come i have never seen you because most of the state competitions i have been there from the past couple of years at least and i never came across them so it was a shock for me at least ki to see them from chembur being from mumbai and competing there so that was really fascinating so yeah coming back to the point i believe that uh, if old people start getting more active starting start this movement of hip flexion knee flexion even if they are not able to right like starting not just squatting 200 pounds or else 200 kg right just starting to bend down starting to you know try to bend your knees your ankles try to get some movement in and slowly slowly progress over time that is only going to make them hmm. pain free make them stronger and make them live longer yeah so yeah i believe trying to focus on training in that perspective of getting your joints your muscles your entire body stronger is really going to help you live longer live better enjoy life more yeah yeah my dad he has an amazing ankle and hip mobility like he can just squat down and he can sit there and watch an entire movie like that's how much comfortable he is in that position hmm. but i am not that comfortable <laughs> in that position at all like the moment that i squat down i'm like when can i get up like that's my state right so because that's not my natural forte i i worked a lot hmm. on my ankle mobility like a little bit and then i realized like what's the most comfortable position now i can go sit down there hmm. comfortably not watch a movie but probably watch a right. youtube video and then come back up my dad he can just like his knees actually come a lot ahead oh, yeah, of ahead, his yeah. foot and then every time i my, my dad hates squats because it's like you go down and then you need to come up right like he was doing 90 degree squats hmm. i i actually tried training my, my both of my parents like i wanted them to lift weight because they're in their like my dad is in his 50s my mom is in like late 40s i'm like now if you guys try to lift weights like it's gonna really help you like no, now you at least have strength right like now you have a chance of getting better like utilize that so my dad i am like you have such great mobility utilize that like go down like sit and then come back up hmm. so now if he climbs stairs or if he gets down he feels like a like slight knee pain he and, and his legs are very lean hmm. 
His legs are very lean. He has mm. a tummy, but everything else is lean. Right. So I'm like, if you keep doing this, probably like your knee pain will go. Mm. And uh, like they need to utilize that range of motion, right? Like people right. who have that, like the entire thing. So I've been trying to get like my dad lacks motivation, man. Like I tried so hard. I'm like, my dad, he'll he'll watch a movie. we watched pathan hmm. and then sharukh khan is like super ripped hmm. he is in his 50s hmm. my dad is like chalo from tomorrow i'll come to the gym <laughs> i'm like as long as you say today and now i won't believe you <laughs> and that tomorrow never comes <laughs> yeah yeah i believe that uh, let me just ask you do you does your dad have that uh, belly that every dad has he no? is actually like when you see him in a proper shirt and mm-hmm. a pant you wouldn't call him as someone who looks fat like no, you would yeah. he, he looks perfect yeah. but he just has a that, slight yeah, belly like yeah, he that, has a I belly in the that, front i believe that most indian dads have that theek hai and that's nothing to be afraid of because that's only visceral fat mm-hmm. all right uh, as people might might know that there is a different kinds of fat that we have inside our body one is subcutaneous fat that we measure for the body fat percentage or else by pinching and seeing mm-hmm. how much body fat we have that is on the above level of our, uh, that is above our muscle hmm. if you look at take a look at the visceral fat hmm. it is between your or else in middle of your organs right yeah. which is one of the you know the one of the fat that might be used the most so if okay. your dad or else if any other dad looking at this video hearing this start training the first thing that they will notice is that their abdomen or their belly is going inside yeah because all of that visceral fat is being used it is not subcutaneous fat it is yeah. visceral fat yeah yeah which is why yeah my mom also like my mom and my sister they suffered from slip disc like lower like back problem like proper back problem mm-hmm. and one thing that even though physiotherapist like told my sister was like work on your core right like when your core is stronger mm-hmm. like your back everything else is safe mm-hmm. so uh, and also core getting stronger and working on your abs are different things right 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 so like even there also core strength hmm. it's not you have visible abs it's like is your core strong right so there also strength is a factor like no matter where you go i think you come to a point in your like in your life if you're working out you would definitely come to this point where you're like now let me get stronger like in in some or the other way don't right. you think yes regardless i believe that everyone after a point of time they would stop seeing those gains yeah. those muscles yeah. they might seem that okay i ha- i might have plateaued at this point mm. of time but i haven't really reached my genetic potential because mm-hmm. in order to reach your genetic potential you really have to pay attention to your diet your training and to your recovery okay. which 90% of the people don't do Mm-hmm. which is why most of most of us won't really reach us genetic potential 90% yes i believe that most of the people don't really do that yeah. like i'm talking about the gym goers yeah, not the athletes yeah 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 definitely you when i used to go to the gym uh, the gym trainer he was a ex bodybuilder and of course he was on steroids right mm. and uh, this was when i was in college and that gym was close by and i went there that dude he was like if if someone was too lean and he would make everyone do bro split hmm. you like today's biceps do that do this do that do this next right. day triceps do this do that hmm. and uh, if someone was too lean he would hmm. tell them like eat gulab jamun <laughs> it will like eat <laughs> eat like right. high calorie food like high, high calorie food yeah, yeah i'm like like i was just <laughs> scratching my head i'm like bro what the heck are you talking about right. like you're asking him to eat gulab jamun and like that dude he took steroids 
and now he's not competing and he has a belly but he has big arms hmm. he's not knowledgeable like he hmm. didn't do any course like right. people who take courses are also not like knowledgeable but this guy he didn't have anything and when i saw those same people like who went to the gym the, the gym people one year later they're still in the same physique like there isn't much difference that you'll be like wow like this guy is changed hmm. like they just plateaued hmm. because they're not switching things up they're not doing anything right so not everyone who hits first of all out of this population very few of them go to the gym hmm. right and for the people who go to the gym few of them work out like who have great training plans right exactly and in that very few people uh, pay attention to things apart from the training yeah yeah, yeah. which is diet and sleep yes. so how important are those like see i know the, like they are important but you coming as a coach that stands more credibility right so right. that's why i want people to listen to that like right i believe that uh, okay so from perspective of a coach i can only talk about you know athletes hmm. competing right hmm. if we talk about the general population obviously eating good will be going to help you uh, having more muscle mass obviously not as a bodybuilder but having more muscle mass related to your body fat percentage hmm. is definitely going to be a green sign for your health as well a green signal for your health as well right yeah. you don't really want to have much more body fat percentage yeah. and call yourself a power lifter which most people do yeah. we don't want that we really want to see that your healthing your sorry your eating with keeping your health in perspective yeah now when we talk about the bodybuilding side of things the people that really try to maximize their muscle mass and try to mm. lower their body fat percentage as much as possible while using drugs as well mm. uh, you must have heard that they don't use water don't use yeah. salt all of those things into the competition time that is not really healthy for us as well yeah, in yeah. any way possible yeah now when we talk about powerlifting from the from a athlete's perspective i believe that nutrition mm. is probably the most important thing that you would pay attention to and recovery apart from training okay theek okay. hai training yes obviously there is no like 50% training 50% nutrition there is 100% of all three but the easiest part is the training right mm, yeah anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone can go and do the given work the given amount yeah. of weight the sets and reps but controlling your calories controlling your cravings controlling the time that you spend outside the gym which is like 22 hours outside the gym that we spend yeah we have to control that environment as well yeah like if we are in the zone for 2 hours into the gym yeah what are we like outside the zone yeah that really matters as well and i yeah. believe the real athlete that's when the real athlete comes into play because you need to have that mindset and that mentality that regardless of what cravings what instant gratification i want right now i would delay that so hmm. that i would perform better on yeah whatever yeah, day i want yeah, to perform yeah, at yeah also on a scale like recovery which is sleep uh and less stressful life like recover part hmm. training at the gym nutrition eating healthy hmm. how would you rank these three things if you had to rank like if if you had to give like one two three more percentage extra for one thing one two three which would you rank training nutrition recovery how would you rank these three things recovery this, being like general people taking care of their sleep stuff like that this might be a shocker for most but i would rank recovery the first and i would even go to the lens of saying that recovery or else having 8 to 10 hours of sleep is much more powerful than taking steroids for the same person all right hmm. which is saying like if you give person a steroid for some time or else if you give them good uh, recovery or as good amount of sleep each night for some time 
the effect might be the same or else much more in the second case yeah yeah uh, so many people go to uh, you know cold showers ice baths uh, massages uh, or a chiropractic chiropractic and all that stuff and you know all these fancy things to trying to improve the recovery so they their muscles can get relaxed they can lift more amount of weight all of these things but the most basic thing that you can focus on is trying to get as much sleep as possible all right so when we talk about sleep i believe the most important thing that people should pay attention to is try to reduce their uh, you know phone use before sleep and try to limit their caffeine intake at mm-hmm. least 6 to 8 hours prior that sleep because that crash into the sleep uh, sorry the crash into the caffeine due to the caffeine in between the day might really affect how you sleep 8 to 10 hours after mm-hmm. all right so if you consume after uh, you know afternoon coffee or even in late in the evening there might be a early dip you might feel sleepy early into the evening but by the time you are you know you really want to sleep 8 10 12 uh, 10 to 10 11 12 wherever that might be you might not feel sleepy mm. again mm-hmm. so you will you really need to limit the amount of caffeine you're consuming prior to sleep uh, or else into the entire day and the amount of phone you're using as well mm. so light believe, exposure to eye light exposure basically blue light filter and all the stuff hmm. so i believe the ranking will be recovery first hmm. nutrition second hmm. and training third because i believe anyone anyone can do the training that is being given because it is only what not even 5% of your entire day right yeah. or 10% of your entire day you need to spend more time you know into those uh, time zone like 22 23 hours outside the gym and you need to control that aspect yeah Yeah. yeah i i thought you would say this yeah i thought you would say this i think uh, like yeah like very very important things that you said right now i think this people should start paying attention in this order right mm-hmm. don't you think if they want to get stronger or if they want to be healthy they should also start in this order right, right. like pay give priority to i used to be very neurotic about workout in the sense where ow if i don't work out i would feel anxious hmm. and because in a way that i created that identity for myself because i in lockdown that's all i did and i lost over 24 25 kgs and people actually uh like identified me through that so then i got super neurotic so if i didn't work out that day i would actually go to the gym at 10 o'clock or like late at night finish that and then come back sleep so in this three order i always prioritized workout first because in my head like mentally you have certain associations with working out hmm. so i think probably rather than working late at night may- maybe if i would have slept and then woke up early and went to the gym hmm. probably that would have been better but i like that gave me anxiety of no- me not hitting the gym that hmm. day so like focusing in this order to be very honest it is very it will keep you sane mm. right and knowing that this would actually help you like if you are at the gym overtraining or if you're not uh, like even, even if you're paying attention to your nutrition if you're not paying attention to your sleep all the efforts is gone right like mm. you're just in high stress mode all the time right so right uh, you know uh, when people are not really that much into the sport hmm. like i'm talking about people who are non athletes sometimes what they do is that they make their gym uh, their personality or else they yeah. look at it as a you know 
I won't really say as a scapegoat or as, but it will give them an outlet. Yeah. You know where they can go and kind of express themselves. But it overtakes to a certain point where all of those things that are outside the gym. Yeah. They keep that into the back burners only to adjust their time and you know the thing that they're going to do into the gym. Yeah. But I believe that is a phase as well because after a point of time you will realize that yes, training is important, but the time you spend outside the gym as well matters. Yeah. Personal life. Yeah, personal life career. and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. As your student, like you don't have anything else to do, but when right. you grow, you. Like there are what? other responsibilities that yeah. you have to come across, yeah. and training sometimes take a you know yeah back. yeah it becomes a part of your life. That's not your life. That's right. not your your life in entirety. There are other like, things to your life, right? Like this, unless and until you are a complete mm. athlete, uh, you don't really have to. Yeah. You know, if that's not your living, yeah, then if you're doing something else for your living, then probably this should workout should help you be better at that and yes. other aspects of your life and that yes. shouldn't be a point of your life i believe uh, one of the one of the most important points in terms of not just application of the workout in your physique but the best application that i've seen is terms of is in terms of your confidence that people mm. come across okay yeah. that they see that uh, the progress that i have been able to make I can do something if I work hard enough. I'm able to, you know, achieve this progress or else yeah. make things happen. Yes. So yes. yeah, I believe that is a main, uh, you know, motivator for people. Yeah. You know, when I go out of the, when I come out of the gym, I'm much more confident. The reason being that I was nobody, and I was in a place where I was fat. I was, I was like, I was not obese, hmm. but I was. Uh, so I had a very thick love handles. Mm. I was eighty six kgs. Mm. So even now I'm like eighty, but uh, I'm like my physical appearance is very different as compared to what it was before. So I was into a point where I was not able to bench press a certain weight, probably like thirty kgs also. Mm. And now to a point where I am right now, this is a metric that will tell me that see you were there and now you're here. Like if you can do that, there are other things in your life that you can do. It's like if like you need to trust the process and you need to be dedicated to the process, and this behavior will help in other aspects of your right. life. Exactly, I believe that trans that transition that you see is very much evident because yeah. you were not able to do something two days ago yeah. or else a week ago, but you are able to do that now. Yeah, and you are able to do that and sustain it over a long period of time. Yeah, imagine you try to apply those same mechanics mm. or those same mindset in things outside the gym where yeah. you spend not just one hour, yeah, but let's say six hours at your craft. Yeah, whatever that might be. Yeah, and yeah. just think about the exponential progress that you're going to make of course. in the time to come. Yeah, yes, yes, and. Uh, so before we end this podcast, I'd like to uh, give few points to the audience from you. Right? What are the ways of getting stronger and tips for people to get stronger? Do you have any of them? Like at the gym, like lifting heavy, like what are the, like, do you have any tips for them? Yeah, uh, first of all, I believe that everyone going into the gym should really, if you are going to the gym, go into the gym with a purpose and don't really go into the cardio machine because, because it is not going to do you any good. You know, the first uh, exercise that any any newbie might be given is like to hop onto the treadmill and do some cardio. Don't really do that. Do Go to the squat bar or else just go to the Google and try to understand what squat bench and deadlift is. Try to really go into the meat and potatoes, the basic movements, squat, bench press, deadlift, rows, overhead press, any kind of movement which involves a hinge with your hips, a knee flexion or else a squat. 
which involves using a pressing movement like your overhead press or as bench press and a rowing movement all of this this four or five movements really encompasses all of the things that we require apart from that what you can focus on is obviously choosing this exercises or as any of these movements and trying to focus and grow on this from week to week or as from a certain period of time and compare that over the long period of time like a year or so and don't forget or else don't neglect your smaller muscles and pay attention to getting them stronger as well hmm. i believe that might be the crux of all of those things that will make you a complete lifter in terms hmm. of hypertrophy strength you might look good and all of these things yeah so this is in terms of training pay attention to recovery yes uh, i believe that in recovery part you can obviously sleep as much as as much as possible we have talked about the caffeine intake and the mobile use as well or is the screen use as well and in nutrition i believe prior people should prioritize protein as much as possible because indian diets are not really reflective of high protein content or else even moderate protein content uh, so i believe adding something like something as simple as eggs boiled eggs whole eggs uh, and chicken should really help people uh, i don't for veg do you have any suggestions uh switch to non veg <laughs> <laughs> no uh, what i say to people <laughs> is that uh, see i'm not really big component uh, of soy protein to be honest because of the first of taste and second because of the uh, amino acid profile okay uh, i believe that even if soya can give you the protein that you need even if it has the most amount of protein found in across all sources like 52 grams in 100 grams of soya for 52 grams of protein something of this sort but i believe that for better absorption and better digestion you should uh, move to more animal based protein but yeah if you are not able to uh, you can find better alternatives with supplements like whey protein or else if you are vegan you can try plant protein pea protein and the other types of yeah. supplements they can come across because i am yeah. a vegetarian i rely solely on i dairy products like in the sense paneer mm-hmm. and soya chunks mm-hmm. and like but do you now, really really enjoy the taste of soya chunks no i i make it interesting okay okay then i can <laughs> yeah. i make it interesting also it's very purposeful eating hmm. so since i don't have any choice hmm. like let me just pop of purpose it's very cheap bro like so so i think like the price and the like it's hmm. price and the amount of protein that it is very cheap right yes. so that like at least one meal i eat soya hmm. one meal paneer and uh, some for some snack like probably cheese or like cheese toast stuff like that i eat okay but uh, yeah like focus majorly on protein is what you're saying yes nutrition uh, yeah and uh, don't fall into the fad of having any kind of diets don't go on any diet theek hmm. hai uh, there's a sim- simple concept of calorie tracking and calorie counting that you should pay attention to uh, if you don't know anything just take two scales a small kitchen scale and a weighing scale start tracking whatever you're eating and start tracking your body weight empty stomach right after you wake up and continue doing this for at least 14 days you would, and at the end of 14 days take an average of the calories that you consumed divided by 14 some of the calories you consumed in those 14 days divide it divide it by 14 you will get the average calories you consumed on a daily basis and your body weight as well then you might uh, that that might give you a buffer like these are your maintenance calories and depending on your goal like if you want to bulk if you want to maintain the same weight if you want to cut down you can change the macros like if you mm-hmm. want the macros are basically protein carbohydrates and fats if you want to gain more weight maybe you can can uh, maybe you can increase the calories of fat and carbs 
and increase protein as well if you want to cut down you can increase protein and maybe balance out the calories for carbs and uh, fats but you should always try to prioritize protein in my opinion <clears throat> one person does not never have enough protein or else too much protein right unless you are a bodybuilder and you are purposely trying to get like 200 to 300 grams of protein a day you don't really want that no. even if you start with like 1.8 to 2 grams per kg of your body weight like if you are 80 kgs so 150 to 160 grams of protein, protein should be really good to improve your recovery make sure that you are not losing muscle mass on a daily basis and you are recovering for the workout that you did so okay. this will keep in touch the anabolism process the muscle protein synthesis that takes place from time to time this will uh, really okay. you know uh, complete that cycle from daily basis okay so that covers our training part so sorry the nutrition, nutrition part. part so training may pay attention to the compounds recovery may pay attention to your sleep and nutrition may pay attention to your protein and this would be like a basic structure yes. that people can have people people can start with yeah right and also if people want to see your stuff mm-hmm. like if and if they want to connect with you or like how do people connect with you on instagram or like do you want to just give out your social handles for people yeah so if you want to follow me for more powerlifting related content or in lifting in general you can follow me on instagram my uh, username is @vedantpavnikar v d a n t p w n i k a r and you can find me on youtube as well but i don't post as much as many videos i have a couple of videos that i posted uh, you know during the lockdown but i'm trying to make uh, some new content as well uh, right now what isn't uh, making in terms of the team is that we are trying to get in more coaches under us mm-hmm. so that they will be making content for us so there it's their turn now right now right. so yeah i will suggest to you know check out the strength mob which is our team and uh, i would really recommend to check out aniket kamble and deva khure devendra khure both of them are good coaches and powerlifters and great athletes as well so watch them out in the future right so i will be providing the links to all of the stuff in the description so that it's easier for people to reach you yeah vedant thank you so much for this man thank like you for i really had a blast i am genuinely telling you i really had such a great time and also the content that you're giving out and all the profound nuggets that you're giving out i hope that like people take it seriously because it's going to help them a lot so thank yeah. you man thank, thank you thank you for having me <laughs> yeah and uh, subscribe to his guys channel and <laughs> like share subscribe and what all what what is left comment down below what what thing you want to see next and who might be the who might be the next guest so next any spoilers i uh, currently i'm still working with people maybe shivi might be on like we're still working out a time shivi mm-hmm. arora we might uh, have her back and we're still figuring for a out a time yeah, yeah yeah for the second time and uh, this podcast is available in video format on youtube and if you just want to hear to us talk then head over to spotify geo7 apple podcast google podcast and gana yeah yeah if and if you it. guys want to hear something more if you want to guys see us in future as well just let us know what topics you want yeah. us to talk about yes yes i would love to have you back again and if there are any specific things that you want me to ask vedan next time he's here then you can also provide that in the comments below so yeah man i yes. would love to have you back thank again you. sometime sure so yeah thank you yep take care everybody Asankarshan Joshi trip